Welcome aboard, folks. This is the Midweek Show. It is Wednesday. It is noontime here in our L.A.-based studios. It is 8 o'clock in the evening in our U.K. studios. You are on board with Andy and Amanda. I am, uh, yes, I am Andy. Amanda, <laughs> just want to make sure. <laughs> I had to check on that. I had to check on you that. certainly are. Yeah, you know. Handy. I don't know about how handy. At least Andy, you know, well, you know, you know. <laughs> so, uh, Andy. <laughs> how how are we doing? How's it going over there? How are you? Wow, yeah, I'm doing doing fine. Yeah, I've just been um, going over the craziness, darling, of, of of the day in like news and stuff. It's just been just so chaotic uh, as usual. Like I say, United chaos. Like, um, yes. let's get into this because I know we've got a lot of stuff that we yeah, want to cover today, right? Yeah. Yeah, yep, yep. Okay, so I'll just get this little bit out of the way. So mm-hmm. basically, uh, it's still going on in Parliament with uh, Dero Boris. Uh, they're still attacking him. And one of the, the people that's been on his side for so long, the cabinet minister or former cabinet minister, um, mm-hmm. he literally dug into uh, Boris Johnson today and said, in the name of God, go. So everybody's turning mm-hmm. against him saying, get out. We don't want you in, um, in government anymore, you know, doing what you're doing leave we don't mm. you know you, you've been so irresponsible I, I understand all that yeah absolutely yeah, the public is mad uh the mps are mad boris mm. johnson doesn't seem to think he did anything wrong that it was a business meeting even though they're in, in one party there was like people there having drinks um so yeah it's not looking good so that was that and that's still ongoing and we shall see what happens. um but he's not looking like he's gonna be going anywhere soon and in fact he's trying to win the public over by introducing little things. So, you know, we've talked about the uh, BBC license fee. You have to have a license just to own a bloody television and um, watch the BBC channels and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, one of mm-hmm. his, his, his little tactics, we shall say, to, to win the people mm-hmm. over is he's frozen the price of the license fee. So it currently stands at £159. And he's freezing that price for two years. And then I think it's 2007, it goes under review again. Because Gee. they, um, yeah, the BBC have until 2007, but um, it's a royal charter thing. That's what they call it. And um, that's how they get their funding and stuff like that. So the government gives a certain amount of funding to the BBC as well as everybody paying for their license to fund it all. So they got until 2007, but he's thinking <laughs> of trying to scrap the license, okay? I don't think that's going to work, mm-hmm. but we'll, you know, try to win everybody over. And, uh, yeah, he, you know, he's coming out with stuff like that and uh, just trying to keep everybody happy. He's also now saying, and I, I'm assuming this is down to the statistics, let's be realistic here, that um, mm-hmm. the face mask rules and the COVID passes that we have in England are due to end next week. So oh, it will really? be mandatory to, yes, it's not going to be mandatory wow. to have a face covering anymore. Um, in public places and the COVID passports as well are going to be dropped because people were getting so irate at the fact that they needed one to go into a nightclub, do certain things. And so he's scrapping that. And part of me thinks, is this another plea to win the public over so we have more trust in you that you'll give us what we want? Or is this just now strictly down to statistics because of the Omicron variant, you know, reaching its peak? Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, So you can look at it either way. Um, as to you know what's going on there but those are the two main things that you know he's kind of pushed across at the moment and uh yeah i came over some other little things um this uh, this, i wanted to share this with you andy because i find this so interesting i used to be very interested in anne frank 
and her diary. Yes. I mean, it's so funny yes. you say that because I yeah. just started, I don't know what, God, we are on such a cosmic wavelength here because um, <laughs> I started looking into Anne Frank and the, the House Museum in Amsterdam. Even It's closed right now. You can't go on a tour. You can do an online tour. Um, oh wow! For, for, for eight bucks, they'll, you know, a tour guide takes you through on, uh, you know, he takes you on a on a video tour. Um, yeah. And and I was just I started reading all about Anne Frank on the internet, like what behind the scenes, those things that came up recently. I think maybe what oh I know what happened. There was a CNN special or some type of I think it was CNN that went behind the scenes of Anne Frank and who really ratted them out. I think that's what probably motivated yes. my sudden interest. Yes. Yes, yeah, same with you, perhaps. I don't know, but but go. Yeah. It's, go. It's just funny how we were both on the same wavelength there because we didn't communicate that between <laughs> yeah. each other at all, and suddenly we're both no. like into that at the same time. And we've done that so many times about so many things. It's, it's spooky. Anyway, go ahead. It is very very cool. Yeah, it's, I, I'm literally going to talk about the betrayal that they they think they yeah. found the, the suspect after 77 years, and um, it was somebody from um, they think it was from somebody from Amsterdam, and they they tracked it by. Um, using like algorithms and stuff on the computers to find the connections between all these different people uh, mm-hmm. that would have taken them, you know, it, it's taken them thousands of hours to actually do it and um, make this connection. So um, somebody um, called Van der Berg had been yeah. a member of Amsterdam's Jewish Council, a body mm-hmm. forced to implement uh, the policy in Jewish areas. It was disbanded in 1943 and its members were dispatched to concentration camps. But they think that um, Vandenberg was not sent to the camp and was instead living in Amsterdam as normal at the time. And there was also a suggestion that a member of the Jewish Council had been feeding um, information. So it's just, I find that really, really fascinating because she's always fascinated me and her diary is so powerful. Um, yes. I remember us looking into it at school and I remember seeing some sort of uh, TV show that was based on her life and I was absolutely stunned, marveled and what a hero she is to so many younger people as well as older people. She's so inspiring what she went through and her diary touched so many souls and hearts and I just think, you know, she's somebody everybody should look to and definitely read her diary because it's fascinating what they went through and yeah so i really Mm -hmm. really wanted to bring that up with you darling and it's fascinating that you've you've been into that too yes over the past five six days or something i mean wow yeah 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 Yeah. i mean just been on my (laughs) mind i started like googling and researching and looking and and you know, I don't, I don't know what, what it just was in my, you know, I just sat down and like, you know, I kind of say in Frank, you know, I just, it, yeah. I, I can't explain why suddenly I would, cause I, we, you know, I remember studying in Frank as early in, in grade school or junior high school. And of course I'm, I'm Jewish and there's, there's a history there as well. And, um, and then I remember seeing when I was a little kid, the movie called a diary in a black and white movie called the diary wow. of Anne Frank. And it, it, of course it struck me and, uh, um, and uh, you know, yeah, it, it, evidently this uh, this uh, person who ratted them out, supposedly, allegedly, you know, if, if there's any merit behind that, um, mm. was uh, was a Jewish man himself who ratted them out to save himself and other people. Uh, and yeah. He was, and he gave the Germans a whole list of people who were hiding in, in various places. Evidently, yeah. Anne Frank's family being one of them. Anne Frank uh, died of typhus. She wasn't killed in a gas chamber. Some of the other members of her family were, but both her and her sister were, were, were died of a, of a, of a, of a disease. 
typhus. Right. Which is, yeah. Uh, which is formed yeah. from things like body lice and, Ooh. you know, just bacteria. And it just goes to show you what the conditions of, of what they were living in uh, in the concentration camp. Uh, just, just. Right. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Just, uh, I know. It's, it's just hard when you think back. I mean, the. the and of course, there was, there was six million Jews who were gassed and killed, or, or yeah. put in put in ditches and, and machine gunned down, dug their own graves. Uh, there were 11 yeah. million people killed under the same manner. Uh, six million, of course, were Jews, and that's a big thing. The Holocaust yeah. is the Jews, and and I know yeah. I I I get, I get the significance of that, you know, being Jewish especially. But we also yeah. have to look at is is 11 million people. Not not just yes. six million Jews, but eleven million people, and and how one human being could could even fathom the idea of of doing that to another human being is is what is, that just totally shocks me. And uh, yes, yeah, just just unbelievable. I remember being anyway, so horrified by it all. Yeah, yeah, and I still am. I still am. Yeah. I still am. And, and you know, yeah. atrocities perhaps not as as significant as the Holocaust. But there have been. I mean, we can look back as as far back as the Armenians and the Turks, and and um, and the, you know, in the Middle East today. Uh, uh, I mean, these things are. You know, you you know, you uh, do you believe in my God? No, bang, you're dead. Uh, do you believe in God? Uh, yes. Do you believe in my God? No, bang, you're dead. I mean, you know, there, there's been so many, so many atrocities and so many exterminations because of one skin color, religious beliefs, or the group of, of people that identify with um, by by. Uh, leaders of various countries uh, since World War II, uh, you'd think that, that we would at this point in time uh, that our, our society would have would have you know put an end to it. Um, yeah. There's the you you know there, there's also been of course you can go back and over the past several decades and look at UN a troop you know UN has a has a has an army so, so you know it's like a peaceful army made up of of uh, folks from around the world. Um, that go into countries after, you know, and, and try to maintain the peace and try, you know, you, you, you used to see this news clips all the time. I haven't recently, but uh, you, you would think yeah. that there'd be some kind of, after World War II, that that would be the end of it and it would never happen again. But it has in, in to smaller degrees, yeah. but it's, 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 we're not talking 11 million people, but we're talking thousands and thousands of people who were killed because of what they believed in or the skin color. You know, it just, yes. uh, 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 unbelievable. Yeah. I know. Anyway, it is horrific. Yeah. It, it it truly yeah. it truly is. You know, um, uh, I want to. Um, you know, we get you know we've gotten um, uh, calls, we get texts, we get emails on various subjects here and there, um, and also we 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 look at uh, what people are saying. We had this thing we were doing for a while. What the people say, and we kind of gather all these audio clips from uh, from TikTok and Facebook and other places, and you know, put together a little montage, a little medley, if you will, of, of various uh, audio clips. But I'm going to uh, play one now uh, that a young woman uh, commented on on America and where we are and what we're doing, and we'll talk about it uh, just after we take a listen to this. Stitch this and tell me one system you think the U.S. does well, aside from the military. Because we can't give everyone health care. We don't have affordable housing. Not everyone has access to food. Public schools being funded by property taxes means that everyone has wildly different access to education and resources. Our criminal justice system is a joke. Police only solve a handful of crimes. They rarely prevent crime. And a lot of times they end up killing the people that they were sworn to protect and serve. 
The U.S. does not offer paid family leave, paid sick leave, let alone paid guaranteed vacation, so Americans have to grind 40 to 80 hours a week and call it the hustle, even though we're all mentally tired, emotionally drained, and just burning out. And we have whole cities in this country that still don't have access to clean water. What are we doing well? Interesting. Interesting. Very true. Very true. It, it, it is true, and, and there's some some of that we can parlay to to your uh, society in Europe and, and in UK. Uh, you have healthcare there. You know, you have healthcare. And, yeah, uh, yeah. You have high taxes, but you have healthcare. And and yes. we talked, you know, several times on the show. We 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 talked about, you know, if you get sick, something happens, you need to go to an ER, or a hospital, bam, taken care of. You don't have yeah. to wait in line. People say, oh boy, you know, in government healthcare, you have to wait in line, in line. You can never get an appointment. God forbid you need an emergency. You you, you have to wait forever. But that's that's not the case. You know, that's that's not the case, right? If you need to go, you know, God forbid, so to speak, if you need something to happen. If you need something, some kind of a medical treatment, uh, you have some kind of illness and need a treatment, you'd be able to get it, correct? It wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't be, sorry, sorry you got to wait. No, we're not, can't see you today. Maybe a couple months from now, come back. You know, it wouldn't be that way, right? It wouldn't, no. But unfortunately, I think with, um, how do I put this politely? The UK now having more and more um, wonderful people from all over the mm-hmm. world join us and, and want to mm-hmm. live here, us, mm-hmm. where our our resources are already strained. Wow. I think, mm-hmm. you know, I've said this before on a previous show that we are so under pressure now with the NHS. Putting aside COVID before this, we were so under pressure oh, yeah. with the, the NHS because we've got more and more people waiting to see doctors and the, the, mm-hmm. to see a doctor now, the waiting time has increased. Like mm-hmm. I used to be able to make an appointment and see a doctor within a couple of days mm-hmm. or same day. Now I have mm-hmm. to wait um, unless it's something very serious. Um, I say very serious. Actually, that's not true. I take that back. With mm-hmm. the COVID situation, it's been a little easier, believe it or not, because of the filtering system that they've done. However, mm-hmm. before COVID, I was waiting up to a week, two weeks to see a doctor. Mm-hmm. If it was something serious, they would try and get you into an emergency appointment straight away to see them within the same day and then assess mm-hmm. you and then go from there. However, going to a hospital, yes, you can turn up at a hospital or an emergency or whatever and say, look, this has happened to me or my, my finger's hanging off or <laughs> whatever it is, you know, uh, I've been bit by a dog. Um, and you will, you will get seen, but you still have to wait. And there's been a lot of people complaining that, you know, they, there's people gone in less serious injuries than somebody else and as they've been waiting several hours just to see a doctor or a nurse. And uh, so it's been under a lot of strain, definitely, definitely. Mm. And so the NHS has been transforming, becoming weaker as time has gone on. A lot Mm -hmm. of people will put it down to what I just said, that we have a lot more people in this country now that are using the NHS. Um, And, you know, I think ultimately there was talk here that it was all going to move to privatisation, Mm-hmm. Um, and start having a paid healthcare service that we would have. Um, so I think eventually it's going to move towards that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how long that's going to take, but I, I foresee it in the future, sure. Um, and who knows what's going to happen with this this, this COVID situation. I mean, it, it, like I said, this thing's coming to a peak now. Boris Johnson seems uh, content that, you know, we can take off masks now. He's warned that COVID's going to be around for a very long time. We have to get used to it. It's like the flu. Um, however, you know, that should slow down things on the NHS front um, and the health system. 
with the amount of people going into hospital and stuff. Um, so it should improve. But who knows what else is on the horizon? I still think they really want to move to a private healthcare system. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I wonder. Um, yeah, well, we, we have, you know, there's a lot of people who who need uh, services, medical treatments here, who, who get denied them by their insurance companies. If they've got these people with MBAs, masks, you know, and all so forth, making these healthcare decisions for, for on behalf of physicians and their patients, which I think is just so wrong. Um, yeah. You know, the, the whole the whole medical community is, is it's, it's a mess. It's a mess here. It's such a mess. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I want to also, uh, it's interesting, I found, I, I forget where I found this, because I've had it here for a while, I just never played it. Uh, we, we've played some clips by this incredibly brilliant uh, comedian who's no longer with us by the name of uh, George Carlin. And man, would he have a heyday today. He'd have <laughs> a heyday today. Woo! Oh, yeah, he yeah, would, sure. <laughs> Wouldn't he, though? So anyway, uh, this is a tape. I'm just going to play this because it kind of um, uh, compares left, right, and, and I want to, you know, I've, I've, I've tuned into some of these uh, conservative talk shows to see what other people are talking about on the radio. And yeah. then, I realized how, then I realized how good this show really is. But anyway, and there's some that, that, that create this divide, you know, they, they, they drive this left-right divider, you know, where I have this, of course, this philosophical, angelic principle that, oh, we should all work together and we shouldn't call left and right. We should all band together and make things better for all of us together. Not not label us left or right, but let's get on the same page and move society ahead, which is quite yeah. idealistic. Idealistic. That's, that's probably why I'm a folk musician. Or right, anyway, I want to play this uh, <laughs> I want to play this uh, Carlin uh, uh, clip here, just a short clip and we'll get back to it. Because, because I'm at heart a lefty. You know, if I fell out of an airplane, I would land on the left side of that line. You know the difference that I define the difference between right wing and left wing? People to the right of center, well, let's start with the people to the left. People to the left of center, liberals, Democrats, populists, they're interested in people, human beings and human values. People to the right of the line, Republicans and rich people and, and, um, and right wingers, they're interested in property. Property, not people. And they're, they're soulless. They're, they're, they're without soul. They don't really care. They don't really care. They don't. These Christians don't do Jesus' work, which is to feed the poor and take care of the ones who can't help themselves. That's what their Jesus said. Feed those who have no way. To take ones who have to have nothing to going for them. Help them in my name. Don't even want to know about. It. Where's that tax return? I get. Get me. You know what I'm saying? You know what he's saying? I do. Sorry, I just realized I my mic was muted. I'm talking. <laughs> I've done that. I've done that. I've done that so many times. I, I've done yes. that so many times. I've, yeah. I, I've done that so many times. And, and sometimes I, you know, I'll say something and then I realize, and I, I, you know, it's and I like, you know, the way it came out. You know, we we don't we don't have a script, yeah. no rehearsal here, or nothing. And we just talk off the top of our heads. We don't even know what we're gonna to talk about half the time, and or more than half the time actually. But um, the, uh, and, and then I'll say something, and then I, and it came out perfect the way I wanted to. You know, it was good, and, and yeah, then I realized yeah. it didn't come out the microphone. And I'll, it's, uh, I can't do it again, I'll, even if I attempt to. Um, you know, the uh, the grades just came in uh, for Joe Biden, who's been in office now for a year. Right, the twentieth of January was when he was sworn in, and his grades, of course, amongst the GOP or the Republican Party, are, are dismal, thirty nine percent. Um, and the grades overall are between 39 and 45 percent uh, in his first year. And you know, you, you got it. You know, the guy was, 
you know, he had Delta come in and, you know, he, he had this big speech in June where he took his mask off. And here in California, we were starting June 15th. I remember going to a Dodgers baseball game. And it was, I didn't know this when I bought the tickets, of course, but it was the first day that you can go into Dodger Stadium with tens of thousands of people and not wear a mask. And uh, little did I know, because I probably would not have bought tickets for that particular game if I had known, because it was packed. But anyway, um, uh, and, but then you could go into a store, to a food store, and not wear a mask if you're vaccinated. And people were thinking, yeah, you got to see under control people getting vaccinated. Along came Delta, the rest is history, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, uh, Biden's grades are in for a year. But, you know, I, I remember, thinking back, I remember Ronald Reagan getting slaughtered in his first midterm you know, election year, his first year, right? Bill Clinton. Yeah. We thought Bill Clinton was done. Poor Bill Clinton. I, I, you might not remember this, but I remember this. Bill Clinton said, um, if, you read the if you read the Constitution, the president is relevant. <laughs> 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 yeah. I, I mean, wow, that's, how really? it, that's, how, that's how bad it got for Bill Clinton. Um, wow. Except, of course, he went on to win, and Reagan went on to win 49 states. And after a slow start, you can see the same thing about Barack Obama. You know, 2010 was a nightmare. The Tea Party just completely overwhelmed them and the Democratic yeah. Party. So, you know, so, yeah, these grades are not great right now. But given everything um, you, you put in perspective, we've got a long way to go. You know, we, we, we truly mm. do. We have, we have a long way yeah. to go. You know, we, we, we do. Yeah. Um, but anyway. And then, oh, you know what else has happened here? Um, <clears throat> what did, what it happened? Actually, we had this show Monday, which is a a phenomenal show with the with the directors and producers and actors of the TV show uh, Certifiable. Certifiable, so yeah. Much. What a great show! So cool. Uh, yeah, they're great. They're great too, right? But what I wanted to get in then because uh, we've been talking about the so, well, we want, wanted to talk about we that this you know we had great guests on the show and the heck with whatever else we wanted to do and I'm glad we went that way. But anyway, um, the uh, uh, the con- Congress had recently issued subpoenas and to a group of people, and, and, and you might know who that group of people is, but, but I, want to want, I want our listeners to try to recall around the world. Some of you probably from all over the world may have seen this, but of course we, a lot of us have seen it in the United States and continue to see it in the United States. The image of a speech from the craziest press conference that has ever, ever been a press conference with a guy mm-hmm. named Rudy Giuliani, who is Trump's attorney. He gave after yeah. the election... Uh, outside of a porno store and a flower store in Northeast Philadelphia. Remember we talked about this at the time? Remember the, <laughs> yes. the press conference in front of the porno store? I right? Know, I <laughs> Remember that? So, um, and he would go on, he would go, this, this, this speech went, went down as political history for something entirely unrelated to the spoken content of the event. Because I'm talking, of course, about the, you know, what's on his face. Some referred to it as an oil leak, hair dye, something, <laughs> those faces he made, the black yeah. leaves running down his cheeks. You remember that? Um, yeah. And that was the press conference at which, uh, you know, Trump lawyer, right? He was Trump lawyer. Mr. Giuliani appears to be sort of melting before your eyes. Like, I'm melting. <laughs> yes. I look like you're melting. I'm melting. Um, I know that is what you uh, remember about that event. That's what, what did he say? Who knew? We don't remember what he said, but we remember those images, right? But yeah. it, none of us can ever forget it for the formal presentation by Rudy Giuliani and his legal team because yeah. what he was doing was introducing other people. Uh, to talk about how the election had been stolen from uh, Trump. And Giuliani told reporters that uh, um, at his hair dye press conference that Trump had won Pennsylvania, quote unquote, mm-hmm. by 300,000 votes, Michigan by 50,000 votes, and he could absolutely prove it. 
Um, I mean, not that he had the evidence right then to show reporters that day, because he didn't, even though he broadcasted that he would, and that's why everybody showed up to the porno shop where he gave the press conference. Um, yeah, but he, he would <laughs> he would have the evidence soon. He'll have it soon, and everybody should get ready. He's going to have it soon. The evidence of all the corruption by the big city Democrats, he's, you know, all the big city Democrats, he's, he knew crimes were committed, and you can smell them, quote, I remember him saying that. You can smell these crimes. And then another, uh, who's that other, uh, the woman, uh, <laughs> Sydney Powell, Sydney Powell, Sydney Powell. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, I can talk about her in a minute. But anyway, Sydney Powell <laughs> then took the podium and explained um, um, that the election had been stolen by communists in Venezuela, also Cuba, and also China, and voting machines that had been hacked by Hugo Chavez, who, of course, even though. Um, you know, she said it's complicated, but uh, you know, he he already died a long time ago. But somehow he hacked the yeah. voting machine. Um, and then another <laughs> Trump lawyer, um, Jenna Ellis was her name. Jenna, I think it was yeah, Jenna Ellis um, yeah. got up and yelled at the media who were all there to cover uh, their allegations, and she yelled at them for not covering their allegations. What allegation? Where's so? <laughs> well, I, I just, I, you know, so also, and I, I'll get to my point in a minute here. Also joining them on stage uh, with that event was a Trump campaign advisor named Boris Badenov. And mm. Boris, <laughs> not, 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 not. <laughs> I so, I so prefer that name. I really do. Boris, Mr. Badenov, quote unquote, Boris Badenov Epstein was his name. Uh, Boris, we'll just call him <laughs> Boris Badenov. Um, but all these folks from the Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs press conference, whatever you want to call them, Zany, Zulu, whatever you want to call them, um, have all been subpoenaed by the January 6th investigation in Congress. All four have been directed to produce documents to be investigated by the first of the month. They've all been ordered to appear before depositions in a week because as yeah. ridiculous as their quasi-legal efforts, whatever you want to call them, seem to be at the time, as ridiculous as they seem to be, even now, you know, uh, in, re- in retrospect, the January 6th investigation is subpoenaing them now, not because they're a joke, of which they are, but quite to the contrary, because <laughs> from, the, from the perspective, I know it's hard. I know it's hard not to laugh at that. Whole I know. Believe me. I know. I, I, I can't. I, you know, believe me. I have to catch my breath. Yeah. Um, but from the perspective of the investigation, these clowns, these folks were allegedly involved and the very worst of what was being plotted to overthrow the government and keep Trump in power even after he lost the election. And, wow. that, and that is, that's, I mean, that's, yeah, <laughs> I think of the picture of Rudy Giuliani and what these people said and how, come on, Jesus Christ, you know, give me a break. Uh, but uh, so many things related to the Trump era Republican Party, um, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's pretty serious what, what these folks are being subpoenaed for and what they're being expected to produce. Um, Giuliani and his crazy, restless uh, folks, his team, uh, were technically Trump's legal team and, and yeah. his legal advisors, the advisors yeah. to the president of the United States of America. And they did bring a number of lawsuits alleging election fraud and interference as they were you know, locked out of the court at every single turn. You know, and Sidney right. Powell, the yeah. one with the communist plot, which was headed by the dead Hugo Chavez, she was yeah. actually sanc- sanctioned by one court and referred for possible disbarment. But you remember we talked about that at the time. It was a while back, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. By the judge because of, uh, of the election lawsuit 
as an attorney, she knew that this was frivolous, false, and a lie. And you can't, as a lawyer, yeah. bring something you know not to be true to the courts. You get goodbye, you're no longer an attorney. You can't do it, right? And yeah. it's funny because cause after she was, uh, she gave that position because she's being sued for $1.3 billion by the manufacturers of the loading machines. Um, she said, well, they didn't have to, they, they didn't really think this was true, did they? I mean, they didn't have to think. They, they didn't, <laughs> you know, they, 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 they thought this was true. That's on them. <laughs> yeah, what? right. They, they really believe what I said. They really believe me. <laughs> yeah. I guess if I guess if you're being sued for one point three billion dollars anyway. Um well, yeah. and, and Giuliani <laughs> has had his own trouble with his own legal license around the same matters. But it uh, right. you know, it doesn't appear that uh, the the Danley fixed the sixth investigation is 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 appealing this group because of their uh, they're interested in the in actual legal efforts at the time, but rather those guys supported and facilitating the broader plot to try to overturn the election, even um even onto the courts. You know, and this is, uh, yeah. this, you know, there was a letter that, 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 oh, if I can find that right now, I have to go look for it. Oh, okay. There was a letter revealing, Kreble, uh, where's this letter? If I can find it here. Du, 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 du. Giuliani promoted claims that 2020 election was stolen and, and part, he participated in attempts to disrupt or delay the certification of the election results based yeah. on allegations. And mm-hmm. I forget what that exactly was. I just remember. I, I'm not going to take the time to look for it. But anyway, um, so these these guys, I can go on and on, but these guys are being um, uh, uh, subpoenaed now. And uh, they were part of a team that met before the insurrection, January 5th. They were all in this boardroom. They are passing memos and notes, which has now come to surface. And they are talking about this uh, uh, plot to try to get plants to, to not facilitate the results of the Electoral College putting Joe Biden in office, um, it's, you know, it's, it's against the law. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Isn't that against the law? Uh, you know? It is. Yeah. Right? Oh, and, and, man. and I just can't believe that in this day and age, a sitting president, and then he's having these rallies. Oh, my God, he just had one in Arizona. Oh, he's still perpetuating. I was to ask. Yeah, yeah, he had one on Saturday. Of course, his turnout's not what it was, you know. Right. But he's still he's still facilitating the perception that he won the election. I to this day, oh man, I I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, this so, man has me lost for words always because I I just don't see how how he can keep pushing forward with this. I mean, I've been following um, Biden's tweets here and there on Twitter, mm-hmm. um, and you know saying about in so many words that you know people deserve the right to to vote and and choose how they vote and blah 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 blah. and -hmm, i agree with mm -hmm. him and this this whole thing is ridiculous i'm on the side of biden with this unfortunately guys and i i say that unfortunately for those who disagree with you know everything andy and i are saying but i mean which most people do (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, you know, I've no, tried to no, sit on the fence yeah. of it all. I have because I'm one of those people who tries to see both sides of the coin. I like mm-hmm. to, because I, I find that fascinating. I like to hear both sides as if I was mm-hmm. judging a courtroom and make my own mind up without the media and everybody else telling me what to think and feel. Mm-hmm. I've always felt that way. So yeah. you know, um, to have this this whole thing play out and how ridiculous it's been with Trump and, and what he's been doing. I understand his side of the story, sure. 
That's me mm-hmm. sitting on the fence. However, this got to the point now where it's just like, I actually see where everybody is coming from with Biden and that side of things. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've stepped over the fence now and I'm stood on the side of Biden looking over at Trump thinking, dude, start to let this shit go. Oh, <laughs> you know? Gosh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, mm-hmm. that's how it feels for me. And I'm, I've, I've warned everybody before, and Andy knows I'm not huge on politics. I don't follow it to, to, the, to the finest detail. It, it's never been a huge passion of mine, but I do follow various things to do with politics. It's part of our lives. It's, it's part of our system. We have to be aware of, of what's going on and stuff. So um, that's as far as it goes for me. Andy's got a huge passion for politics. He, you know, he, he dives into it. He tries to understand it and find the truth for himself. And I admire that about Andy. And I love hearing everything that he shares with us on the show. So I learn a lot from Andy just as much as our listeners do. But, you know, from hearing all of these things, I still side with Biden on this. And call me a mm-hmm. fool if you like. You know, I, I just think it, it seems very fair with how it played out, even though all these, you know, allegations that Trump was coming forward with about how it's been corrupt and, and mm-hmm. taken from him. But he's quite the showman, and we know this. He was yeah. going to play this card anyway because he doesn't want to lose. He hates losing. He proves it mm-hmm. in his business ventures, um, you know, with everything that he's mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. way he presents himself, it's all there. It's all there. We mm-hmm. have to look at those things. So, you know. You're right. I want to play a clip by... Uh a guy named George Conway, and George Conway um, is an attorney, Washington, D.C.-based attorney. He was considered by uh, Donald Trump at one time for the position of a solicitor general of the United States and a post as the assistant attorney general heading the the, uh, civil division at the United States Department of Justice. But he withdrew himself from consideration. Um, He's a a guest um, occasionally on MSNBC. He's the uh, Husband, some of you might know about him uh, from knowing from Kellyanne Conway, the right-wing uh, commentator, who I think was Trump's uh, campaign manager uh, from 2016 election. Uh, anyway, uh, George Conway and uh, of course Kellyanne Conway were opposite sides of the of the coin regarding their political views, but uh, <clears throat> and have a evidently very healthy marriage, which is terrific. But anyway. Uh, so I want to play a, a clip uh, where George Conway um, is going to dive into uh, Trump's potential guilt in this whole resurrection, um, uh, episode, this whole mess. I mean, it is, it is a mess, in fact. Oh, my gosh, still can't go into it forever, and we have. And we'll do it some more, I'm sure. But anyway, let's take a listen. This is uh, George Conway. Well, I, I don't think it's that complicated. He needs to be investigated for any number of the charges of the sort that have been brought against others. I mean, Judge Mehta in the in the District of Columbia called some of the people that he was sentencing, the people who walked into the Capitol on January 6th or broke into the Capitol, he called them pawns. And where, where are the higher-ups, he was asking. Well, you know, they've gotten now with the Oath Keeper indictment last week, week they got, they've gotten to maybe the bishops and, and, and the knights. Um, but they're, but they're, they got a, they got a ways to go. They need to go up. And because they were all there, and they say this, these people, because of Donald Trump. Donald Trump started this all. He started it by lying about the election almost even before it happened. And he, and he, and he kept going. He was the one who basically told them to go up on Capitol Hill. And, and there are any number of theories by which he, he could be, you know, potentially held criminally liable for this stuff. I mean, uh, it, it, Harry Littman, who you just had on, talked about 18 U.S.C. 1512 C2, which is the perfect fit 
for this. It talks about, um, you know, it, it criminalizes, it, it says if somebody should go to jail for not more than 20 years, if they corruptly obstruct, influence, or impede any official proceeding. And statute defines official proceeding to include a proceeding of Congress. And the judges in this district, in the District of Columbia, have held that an official proceeding of Congress includes the January 6th counting of electoral votes for the joint session. And so the question is, did he try to obstruct, influence, conspire to obstruct or influence or impede that proceeding? Yes, he did. Did he do it corruptly? Well, let's let 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 us count the ways. He 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 lied his ass off for two months about the election. That seems pretty corrupt. He um, co tried to coerce his vice president into saying, "Wouldn't you like to have the power to not count these votes, and we and I will be reelected?" That seems pretty corrupt. These certificates that that Republicans had prepared that were just fake electoral vote certificates. And those were part of, you know, those those were a linchpin of the Eastman memo that was presented to Donald Trump or argued to Donald Trump. You know, did he have something to do with those? Did he know about those fake certificates? Sounds pretty corrupt. And frankly, when you're dealing with Donald Trump, you know, you ask if Donald Trump does did X, you're bound to ask the next question, which is, did he do X cor corruptly? And, you know, sometimes... Right. Like the answer is yes, it's a fair question to ask. And given the fact that what he was trying to do here, whether he was doing it corruptly or not, or with the intent to incite violence or not, he was trying to end constitutional democracy in the United States, which he was, you know, sworn to preserve, protect, and defend. There isn't a greater crime that could have been committed by a president of the United States. And what that calls for is, you know, and the January 6th uh, committee is all over that. I hope the, ja the, the Justice Department is working its way to that. I mean, it seems to me that there should be, excuse the metaphor, a, a grand jury proctological exam of Trump and everybody he had contact with who had something to do with all of these efforts to stop the electoral vote from being counted or delay it on January 6, 2021. And for somebody to think that Trump is not at all culpable, had nothing to do with this, they're living in a false reality world. They, they truly, truly are. Anyway, let's talk more about Joe Biden's polls and his uh, job as president uh, his first year. Anyway, I think yeah. we, thought Bill, we, thought, we thought Bill Clinton was absolutely finished. We thought Barack Obama was finished. We thought um, uh, Ronald Reagan was done. All at, yeah. the same exact, all at the same exact time of their time in office. And, and you look at, at Joe Biden and you look at his, his passion, the first six months in office, his passion for absolutely eradicating the COVID virus by everybody get, everybody get vaccinated, everybody get vaccinated. And, mm. um, and the Delta virus, you know, this, you know, we all knew there was variants spinning around, spinning around, spinning around, and all suddenly the Delta virus came in, bam, slammed us, you know, lockdowns, masks. Schools uh, online again, um, and then came um, more recently the what I had I guess was the Omnipod. Oh my God, the uh, the Oh my God variant. What's it called? <laughs> <laughs> the Omicron. <laughs> the the the. Um, the what you yeah. The Omicron. Yes. 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 <laughs> the transformer. And, and I think we have we have like a, somewhere between a 
68 and 74% vaccination rate in this country. I believe other countries are much higher than we have, but we're, this thing's spreading like wildfire here. And Biden, you know, that's when he, before he became president, if you remember, recall that so many of his town halls and his, his speeches and his talks were all about getting COVID under control. Yeah. You know, all about, you know, the vaccine and distribution of the vaccine. Uh, and this right now we just made uh, home test kits available free. You go to um, you go to what's the website? Oh, COVID dot <laughs> COVID dot gov. Yeah. Put in your name, address, blah, blah, blah. Even your email if you want to UPS tracking and you will get four home COVID tests sent to you for free. Right. In the United States. Yep. Wow. And, and, and so he's been, he's, you know, that has taken the, it wasn't his doing. You know, of course, if Trump had acted, so, you know, we could have a whole different conversation. You know, this whole, whole thing would be a different conversation. If Trump in January of 2020, of course, he knew about this in December, January, and he had that interview with Bob Woodward, which he'd play on the show in February, where he acknowledged how, what an incredible impact this would have on our society. How, this is a big one. It's airborne. How many are going to die? And why didn't he say that at the time in the podium? You know, let's get this thing yeah. under control. Here's what we're going to do. Oh, I don't want to scare anybody. Well, 800, 700, whatever this thousand people <clears throat> are now dead. Not to say that nobody would have died, but the death toll would not have been what it, what it is. There's no question yeah. about that if we'd been yeah. prepared. You know, so yeah. Biden, Biden walked into this thing, you know, taking and taking the, the, the country over as president from the most dangerous, the most the, what disaster of an administration, the worst we've had in history yeah. by a maniac, by an ego, self-centered, self-righteous, self-proclaimed expert in all things president of the United States, who then tried to keep himself in office, you know, at the end yeah. of his term. It's just on, on. Is this a movie or is this real life? Uh, we have, I'm going back to our board here. Do, 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 do. Oh, we got, a, we got a chat call. We got a chat hall right on, bro. A what? Right on, bro. Yeah, it's a chat right on, right on, bro, from Dennis in, in Atlanta. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Dennis. Thank you, Dennis. Thank you, Dennis, for chatting. Uh, the way you get in on the chat, folks, and I don't talk about this because, well, anyway, uh, you can yeah. go to blog talk radio forward slash Andy and Amanda show. And in addition to joining the show, you will get a, the ability to set to, if you don't have a phone or if you're even international, international, you can chat with us during the show live. We, we get your chat messages right here and can respond. So yeah. I thank um, Atlanta. Thank Dennis for uh Right on, bro. Um, I guess we struck a good chord. Thank you. <laughs> and we also, and that's the only chat I have right now, but we have a call, um, and I think it might be our man, our friend, our, our compadre. Is this a Chet? Chet, are you with us here? Aloha. Aloha. How you doing? Okay. I've been chomping at the bit here for a while. <laughs> well, welcome, welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Ah. How you doing? Uh, well, I'm looking at this uh, sunny morning. We finally got some rain yesterday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Be heading up to town tomorrow after my car gets detailed to get a booster. Nice. Oh, case. good for you. Which oh, booster are you getting? Nice. Are you getting the, uh, the, uh, the Pilsner or the Modelo? I'm probably getting the, the, the Band-Aid one. John and John. As a booster? Ooh. I don't know if they had that as a booster. 
Yeah, they well, they, yeah, they do. Uh, that's oh. what I got originally, and that I'll be darned. Uh, and yeah, you can get another one, and it's it is the booster. I'll be darned. And, uh, oh. But I mainly maintain social distancing and masking to mm-hmm. try to avoid, you know, during my gigs, getting mm-hmm. uh, getting it. Talking of which. Then, yeah, talking of which, boys, I wanted to actually mention this, actually, because I completely forgot that. They were saying that if you've had a common cold recently, it will help with protection against COVID, which kind of makes sense, right? Because they did a, a small study, um, a small-scale study, okay? And uh, they published it in Nature Communications. And uh, basically, they took on, I think, 52 individuals who lived with somebody who had COVID, who just caught COVID, and those who had developed a memory bank of specific immune cells after a cold to help prevent future attacks appeared less likely to get COVID. I thought that was really freaking cool to think that, you know, if you've had a cold, it builds up part of the defense against uh, COVID, which, again, seems logical to me. Um, uh, it says that COVID-19 is caused by a type of coronavirus and some colds are caused by other coronaviruses. The scientists wondered whether immunity against one might help with the other. And the experts uh, were giving caution that it would be a grave mistake to think that anyone who had recently had a code was automatically protected, obviously. But it's interesting to see that they're finding out these little things as we move along, that a common cold can help with some sort of immunity um, towards it, which is great, I think, right? You two have gone so silent on me. Yeah. Maybe nervous. (laughs) That could be a a potential hazard. (laughs) I'm still recommending getting the vaccine, but, you know, I'm just saying. (laughs) It's an interesting study. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know what the man said, viruses is viruses. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, it looks like. Looks like some colds are caused by, uh, like saying, other com- commonly implicated viruses include hu- human coronaviruses, around mm. 15%. So yeah. y- if you get a cold that's one of those viruses and your antibodies are energized to go against coronaviruses and then you're exposed to a the COVID coronavirus, uh, it would stand to reason that your antibodies are ready to try to fend it off as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm, you know, I had the, I had the uh, corona there. So uh, COVID corona. Yeah. I keep the corona. I take a beer. You had anyway, the um, yeah. I probably did. Version. I, I'm sure I did because it's going like crazy around here. But uh, it was, <laughs> you know, we did a show during during my COVID days. I made up a couple songs. It was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was yes being quarantined. That got boring after a while. But um, the actual symptoms, I felt like minor crappy for a day and a half, maybe up and down, up and down. But uh, just kind of crappy, a little bit crappy. You know, just thinking, you look at something that you wanted to do, and then you just didn't have the energy to do it. You're just, you know, just lay down and say, fuck, you know. Ugh. But yeah, I've, had worse, I've had worse, <laughs> worse colds. I've had far worse colds, far worse colds. And I'm just... Uh, I'm just really glad that uh, I was appropriately vaccinated and uh, and boosted because uh, I've got some bronchial issues and uh, allergy issues and who knows what could have happened wow. if if I wasn't. So um, mm. 
you know, and it just, you know, the, the almost 100%, with very, very, very few exceptions, almost 100% yeah. of hospitalizations right now, unvaccinated. And, and the, the deaths are 100% unvaccinated, you know, for, who, who are dying directly as a result of COVID, that is, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, the, um, and and the, the irony is, the shame of it is, is that we have the, the wherewithal and the ability to stop it. And people yeah. are so up on my can't make, I don't want to get this back. You can't make me my freedom, my choice. I did da, 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 And it's Jesus Christ. Yeah. I yeah. Know. I don't know. I give up. I give up. It's, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? It really is. Um, I mean, we've gone over this. That now. view is the right one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank the, you, Dick. Definitely the the field for next for the uh, the twenty twenty one Darwin Awards is going to be very crowded. Oh my God! <laughs> you know about the Darwin yeah. Award, right? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my God, is it going to be people who self select to remove themselves from the uh, gene pool? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're going to commit suicide. Uh, oh, hey, you're using, you're using it. All right. <laughs> Remember that clip? If you, I'm sure you've heard, no doubt, over the pond there about Prince Andrew and what's been going on with him and the, the sexual assault case. Um, and I feel sorry for Queenie right now, uh, Britain's grandmother, because, you know, she's not only lost to Harry. Uh, with um, moving to the U.S. with Meghan, and um, the kind of issues been going on between Prince Charles and him, and all the stuff that Meghan's been coming out with, but now with this Prince Andrew facing um, a sexual assault case, um, that's been ongoing for a little while now. You know, he's literally stripped him of his title and everything, so he's now a, uh, a member of the public. He's not no longer allowed to be called His Royal Highness. It's kind of weird, actually. I was watching the videos on YouTube um, of him mm-hmm. leaving um, the premises and, you know, his facial expressions, how he looked and, you know, all the stuff they were sharing about the family and stuff. It was... I really felt for the, the Queen at that point because she just lost Prince Philip as well. And that's another blow, isn't it? It's just like she's had one thing after the other going on recently. Well, you know, so I kind you of know feel for her. Yeah, I do too. You know what they're saying here? They're, uh, the Japanese are involved here. Yeah. Oh really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Can, yeah. can we ask China about that? Uh, uh, oh, maybe we can. The Chinese? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. China, can we ask you another question? We're always asking you, my darling. <laughs> always. Yeah. <laughs> oh bless. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. So I don't. The know one you happen. really feel sorry for is uh, poor Charles. He's Charles. Seventy. Prince Charles, he's been waiting 73 years to be king. <laughs> well, you know, you know, you know what they say. He just won't kick off. Yeah. You know what they drank too much and he wore sloppy seven, clothes you know? and spoke bad Russian grammar. <laughs> yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've never Edward really taken Edward had, had to wait 62 years, and Charlie's been going six, 70, 73 years now. Yeah. And that would have I mean, tragic uh, repercussions all over Asia and the rest of the world. I never used to be keen on the royal family. I've got to be honest, never used to be keen on them. Um, and it couldn't take to them at all. And then when um, Diana and, and Charles had um, Harry and um, his brother, I forget his name. <laughs> <laughs> the other Harry guy. and the other one. 
Yeah, the other one. Oh my god, I can't believe I forgot his name. Anyway, yeah. Larry so Curley and Mo. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of warmed up a little bit because I saw the effect that Princess Diana was having um, on her kids and how she was raising them to be very humble and very thoughtful towards the public. And she was just a legend, and I miss her so much. I wish she was still part of... Oh, God. Uh, she was still living and part of the royal family, because I think a lot would have transformed if she was still alive. Well, uh, just, you know, and then you've got... Yeah. yeah, you've got the whole... Mm. You know, did Charles really ditch her for uh, Camilla? And, you know, it, it, it was awful what she was put through. And that woman, I just wish she was still here because she, I absolutely adored her. But her kids, wow, they've carried on her legacy so much. They both do so much for uh, the community and for people. And they got biggest hearts. And I admire them for it. I really do. And I think the Queen is kind of warmed up over the years and she's shown her, uh, her vulnerable side a little more and I think that's what swayed me in these past 15, 20 years to kind of, you know um, warm up to them even more and, and, and think, well actually the royal family is not that bad and you, you've heard all these conspiracies about the royal family and uh, the bloodline and the, the weird things that they supposedly got up to and um, mm-hmm. you know, a lot gets thrown out there about them but I think the public adore them more than they ever have. They used to have such a bad name, really, but yeah. now it's just um, they're seen as pretty much like everybody else. And I think they've proved that, and I think they need to do that because with the royalty, it gets so hidden, so hidden. There's only mm-hmm. so much you're allowed to know about them, what goes on there, um, but they've actually shown how human they are, and that's, that's a wonderful thing. And um, so, yeah, I admire them now. I'll probably get people listening to this thinking, really? They're pathetic. But, you know, it's my personal opinion. I like them. Deal with it. <laughs> did, you, did you watch that series, The, Winds, the Windsors? Nope. I, I didn't touch that. I didn't touch that at all. No. <laughs> but it had a lot of uh, lot of value, apparently. It so was pretty you. funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the uh, I've, I've been watching... Um, with a uh, 50% like, 50% unlike a Netflix hit, supposedly, uh, mm. called uh, called um, 81st Air, uh, 80, 81 and a, uh, um, huh, mm-hmm, uh, Archive, Archive 81. Archive 81. Horror. It's talked about. It's on the internet. You know, getting all those blitzes everywhere. Archive 81. Oh my god! And it's uh, about a guy who is a professional uh, videotape restorer who gets uh, mm. recruited to restore a videotape. And I think there's uh, Satan or you know a whole apartment building in New York and a big fire and all this stuff. And you're just gonna. It's. I thought it was a movie. I thought it was gonna be a one done movie because I hate watching series where you have to watch eight, you know, I've, I've been up to five o'clock in the morning sometimes watching these episodics, you know, watch, yeah. you know, okay, one more episode, one more episode, one more episode. Yeah. And this one I've been able to divide because, because uh, I'm halfway enjoying it. It's actually, but you're going to check out uh, Archive 81. It is making the rounds. Also, there's another one, which was, uh, oh my God, this is actually very, very, very well done. Um, a movie, and this is a movie, not an episodic on uh, Netflix as well, called um, Never Look Up. With uh, Leonardo da Vinci. Yes. Yeah. Leonardo da Vinci. Was it? <laughs> the Don't look up. Don't, 
Don't, don't look up. Yeah. Oh, who is it? Yeah, yeah. We, you know who? Don't look up. Leonardo look up, DiCaprio. Yeah. Don't look up. DiCaprio, yeah, that's Jennifer one. Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. one. What's it Twitter. called? Don't look up. With, 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 don't uh, look up. Who, there we go. Yeah. Uh, Never look down. So good. Don't look up. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. That was really, yeah. really good. That is really, I really good. enjoyed that. Yeah, really I gotta good. say it's sort of that about ranks the, really high. The, it's sort of about the House uh, January sixth investigation. It is, yeah. and, and, and it's also about the environment. If you replace the comet, Smoke with the environment. Yeah, mm. it's real. Yeah, it's so well done. Did you see the movie? I certainly did. I saw what it as soon thought? as I could. Yeah. I loved. It. I you know I thought it was great. I thought it was great. It just nailed the the absurd media in this country. And, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. Meryl uh, Streep was hilarious. I gotta admit, she she did it so well. Um, I was like Meryl yeah, Streep. Yeah, she was able actress. to channel Trump and Clinton. Yeah. I thought that was great. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Her, her I really son was it. kind of fun too. It was. I loved the whole, yeah. like, I know they had the, the comedic sense about it, uh, but I loved the, the seriousness of the issue, too, because that would be the average person's frustration, let alone scientists, you know, approaching government and saying, look, we've got this serious issue. Yeah, the world's going to end, do something about it. But, you know, I literally, i gotta, I got to say, Chet, the whole time I was watching it, my heart was kind of, like, racing. Because you could feel their frustration of trying to make this so serious. By the end of the movie, that was it. I was that knackered. I had to go to sleep. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if you've heard the backstory. The backstory yeah. from David Sirota. Yeah. Was, oh, no, no, uh, I've not heard that. Do you want to share? Yeah. Hey, he, Andy, he originated the idea. Uh, yeah, yep. And he was friends with Adam McKay, the producer. And he said, you know, we need a, a climate change movie, and and they couldn't figure out how to do it. And Sirota finally said, uh, how about uh asteroid going to hit the Earth? Yeah. And McKay said, that's it. That's our movie. And right. so instead of directly trying to indict the media nonsense circus for burying climate change as they are doing they use the device of a for sure media meteor or asteroid actually going to hit the earth and then wow. follow how how our media would would operate and our politics would operate under it and then of course the bill gates character mm. uh, yes, cashing yes. in do you yeah. know there was a meteor that came up uh, since 60, uh, 60 million miles, I think it is, uh, of Earth yesterday, yesterday afternoon, 4, four o'clock uh, mm-hmm. Eastern time. And that oh, really? was the closest one. And that was the closest wow. one in 139 years. The last one was, I think, 600,000 miles away. Wow. But that would be, you know, there really is a Department of Planetary Defense that actually does exist. Yes, I can imagine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Combat an uh, invasion of meteors. Well, it makes sense, events. right? Considering how much we have flying towards us all the time. Yeah. Excuse me, of course. <laughs> every day. Can you imagine having that as your kid? You get a paycheck every week and you, mm. you sit and you work for the Department of Planetary Defense waiting for the, you know, and that's what you do. You sit at the screen, you look around. And I guess you go to happy hour after you're done, do it again the next day, and then you yeah. get tired and get your pension. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Freud. Well, happy yeah. hour. Show <laughs> that would be so I cool, you, though. I wonder how you get that gig. I wonder if they're hiring. You know that movie, Contact? Did you ever see that movie, Contact, with Jodie Foster? I'm sure yeah, that was great with Jodie Foster. That was oh, one yeah. of my favourites. Oh, yeah. And the job that it. they have, although it looks quite boring to the average person, I find that so fascinating that they're like yeah. looking out into the deepest depths of space to see what they can discover and what's new and what isn't and how they can learn the scientific um, data behind stars and, and planets. And it's just incredible to me. It's mind-blowing. And yeah, that Carl movie. Carl Sagan oh. wrote the book. Yes. Yeah. An amazing, amazing one. And she played such an amazing part. The whole thing with the, you know, being in front of a judge to try and determine whether her experience, whether she really left. And they were telling her that she never left at all was just incredible. Absolutely incredible. Mm. Just, yeah, hey, you I know, um, Yeah, yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was great. One of my faves. I, I love all this. You know, I'm, I'm a big astronomy buff and space buff and space program yeah. buff and Elon Musk buff and Mars and the whole thing I'm well for. Just since I was a kid, I mean, I never remember that thing. I, as a young, very young, single-digit age, I used to sit outside or stand outside with my reflecting telescope and draw pictures of the images of, 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 of at the time, Jupiter had, it was thought to have 12 moons, and I used to draw the pictures when I saw my telescope and make predictions oh, yes. as to where the various moons would be at different times of the year. Just, you know, just on my own, just as a nine-year-old, you know. And I remember Ooh. thinking this, at 12 years old, going down where we had the Frank Institute in Philadelphia with the rooftop observatory and Planetarium, and I would, at, at that time, at 12 years old, you could take the bus down to the Frank Institute yeah. back to the train. And my parents would let me go, and I would just be so, and I used to go to the astronomy department to look at the pictures, and you know, just such a, I, I wanted to be an astronaut, I really wanted to be an astronaut, and uh, or yeah. pilot, and a pilot, pilot was easier, so uh, I did that. <laughs> Ooh, but, 20 uh, seconds remaining, my sweetie pie. Oh, so I guess we gotta go. I cannot believe we've come to the end of another show. Time has flown so quickly, I've really enjoyed myself, it's been a great show, hasn't it, Andy? Yeah, unbelievable how this hour comes and goes, isn't it? It's am- amazing, it really is, such a pleasure, always, always great working with you, Amanda, on the Andy and Amanda show here. But on that note, I will do my usual sign-off. I want to say on behalf of Andy Kimball of California Hollywood, myself, Amanda Love, here in the UK, thanks to Chet Gardner for calling in all the way from Hawaii and joining us the way he does. You're a legend. Thank you so much to you guys, the listeners. Truly, without your love and support, where would we be, eh? We'd just be some fools sat here talking on this radio about anything and everything, just... We'd probably still be having a good time, but, you know, (laughs) it makes it worthwhile if you're listening. (laughs) But um, take care. Have a great week and join us again on Friday's show. We love you. Keep smiling. Speak to you then. Bye.